Weeks. It's time for Democratic Perspective, brought to you by the Verde Valley Independent Democrats, a weekly talk show about the crucial political issues facing the Verde Valley, Sedona, Northern Arizona, and the nation at large. Join us for a stimulating, thought-provoking discussion. You'll get the facts as we focus on the challenges facing everyone. Folks, welcome to Democratic Perspective. Steve Williamson here, sitting across me, co-host uh, Karen McClellan. Karen, um, we have a guest today, but before we get to our surprise guest, because you guys don't know who he is, I'm not even sure who he is, but uh, but we'll get there. Um, Democrats of the Red Rocks are trying something new in the way of fundraisers, and we first we want to thank all our supporters for. The, uh, the great fundraiser we had, and, uh, and it all worked very, very well. Um, Doris having a uh, golf outing fundraiser. This is a really new idea. I never heard of this. It's going to be July 9th, um, and it's uh, at the Canyon Mesa Country Club. I've been by there when I used to hike down that way out of Jex Canyon. Um, so it's a scramble, and next week we'll have uh, um, somebody come in and talk about the details of the scramble, <laughs> how that works. Uh, it's a nine-hole golf course. Uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. There's going to be um, uh, breakfast afterwards, it looks like. Um, and you have to sign up again by, by June 20th, so there's not that much uh, time. All the money goes to support uh, Doors' efforts at voter registration and turning out the vote. Um, so 100% of the, the 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 profits, I guess, go to Democrats of the Red Rocks. Uh, I should like to thank Door for supporting us all these years. And basically, uh, we're totally independent editorially, and Door nor the Yavapai County Democrats has ever interfered with or anything we've said. Door office is open, uh, and it's open on Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. I know Karen, you work there yeah. from eleven to three p.m. And there's a busy schedule because the film club has a film coming up on June third. Uh, do you know anything about it? Silence of Others. Um, it's a, it's a, it, this one, I believe, is the one that's about the Spanish Civil War. And they've uh, has other fairly recommended, so they were going to sort of, you know, talk about the Spanish Civil War and sort of, you know, in the context of things that have happened since then and, and you know, that particular thing. It was, uh, I guess, uh, you know, a well-known film or something that's been well-regarded. I don't know that's, too much about it. It's been a, but it a was, really uh, good um, um, schedule folks of uh, film so I do recommend you uh, checking it out and as we usually say go to the door website because on the front page of the door website they'll have um, full details of when the film is being shown well that one is they're still doing that by zoom so it's the idea you yeah. they've got a, a couple of links to the film it's I you know it's available it's available for free to stream. I think you know, I think and I think it might even be available on some television channel on that one. But it's yes, the idea is that you watch the film ahead of time, and then everybody gets get together on Zoom and and discuss the film. Oh, sounds really things. interesting. Yeah. I, I'll have to get around to yeah. doing it. I've been um, lazy. I actually studied film, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
wrote these uh, theses and all this sort of stuff and made movies and stuff well, like that. Well, this is what the historical, historical film to look at things a little bit different than the current ones, you know, as to looking at the, you know, both as a film and as to talk about that, you know, that particular episode in history and the... You know, do, this, do you play golf, Gary? I don't play golf. Yeah, yeah. I know. I don't it, either. Door I mean, golf. It sounds like a lot yeah. of fun if you yeah. play golf. If you don't, like, I would be yeah. bouncing balls yeah. off of people's heads or something. Yeah. My, my guess know. is there must be a member of the board of directors of Door who's, who's a golfer because we've, you know, people have talked about that in the past, but there was nobody on the board of directors who happened to be an avid golfer who wanted to organize something because it's, you know, the other groups in, in the Sedona area do very successful golf fundraisers. So it oh. seems like a, a really good idea it's to try. It's a very modest yeah. fee to play, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's as much, yeah, yeah, raise some money, have some fun. The other upcoming event also that's um, sponsored, and there's information on the door website, um, Chris Mays, who's running oh, for right. the Arizona Attorney General, will be in Sedona on June 2nd for a fundraiser. And she and she's someone who's very interesting. There are two Democrats running for that office at the moment. Chris Mays was a former member of the Arizona Corporation Commission. Um, she was a Republican, and as a Republican, she actually worked for Janet Napolitano. So she's been involved in Arizona government, Arizona politics for a long time. She's you know now a Democrat. She's running for Attorney General, and if which is a, a, an office we really need a Democrat in, and we need somebody who's running. To use that that office to serve the people of Arizona, not their own political party, which is what our current attorney general has done by joining in all these Republican suits against the government on who knows what. But she's someone who's going to run it to be to help the people of Arizona on on issues. Uh, next week we'll be talking to uh, Miles Taylor. Uh, Miles Taylor was an insider in the Trump administration. He wrote a famous book called Anonymous about people within the administration, sane Republicans trying to keep the worst from happening. And um, I must say all the, 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 the memorandum, all the books that are coming out sort of support his position, that there were a lot of people trying to keep really, really bad stuff from happening. And we'll talk to him. We'll talk to him about um, future of Republican Party. Um, I don't know if he's still a Republican. We'll have to talk to him about that. I, he I hear he's kind of given up on them. When, you know, uh, we always want to defeat the Republican Party when it comes to election, but we we never really wanted the P Republican Party to be eliminated or get gotten rid of. You know, we expected it. Anyway, uh, our guest today is a uh, former acrobatic technician, still walker, class, uh, acrobatic still walker. Stilt walker. Yeah. Did you do stilts? Yeah, that oh, was my like before I entered politics I toured the world as a acrobatic stilt walker with my company, the Carpet <laughs> Lots, lots Bag of people Brigade. would say that a circus background is the perfect Thing for policy. I, I, I wrote a two hundred. Resume to have to I go actually, into politics. I actually wrote a two hundred page thesis on this. Did you really? On, on how and ensemble and theater practice is wonderful preparation for politics. And and, and you walked on stilts. So this, this was really high things. And yeah, I mean, I stayed. Fair. I mean, I I mostly was only about two to three feet above the ground because then you can go down to the ground. Uh -huh. And so a lot of our work was between. Being Moving on the ground and, and getting and had the different ways to get up and down. I think that's the probably the best preparation for Arizona politics. <laughs> yeah, you get knocked down and you get up yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you make mistakes and you just have to do it all over again. Um, hey, well, and the endurance factor is very important. 
So Kitty and I would like to uh, rec- um, say hello to, to Jay Ruby, who's in the studio today. Um, Jay uh, works on the other side of the mountain uh, over in the Prescott. For, for the, does a lot of work for the Yavapai Party, which has very generously supported us, too, along with Dor. Um, and we're always interested in what's happening over there. But you have, the party has something major going on now, right, Jay? We've been growing a lot. Um, I mean, the pandemic was a change for everyone. We all went on Zoom. Coming out of the of the pandemic this year, and it doesn't appear like there's another surge right now, but we've been having outdoor meetings through mm-hmm. the course of the year. And we instead of having them in one place in Prescott, we had them around the county. We started it actually last summer. Remember, we had the referendums. We, we actually we actually got enough people to say no. We want to vote on the flat tax, and then Ducey's judges like said, "No, you can't. That's a different thing." Like that's how deep <laughs> yeah. the corruption is in Arizona. Um, uh, when the referendums and redistricting were a topic, we went around and we had a lot of meetings in in places where the Yavapai Democrats normally hadn't been. And, I think that's just great. Oh, it was that. it was fantastic because people felt affirmed. They mm-hmm. felt like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not alone in Cortez Junction. I'm not alone in in Yarnell. And with that, we began to build our network, and our PC network grew by almost fifty percent. Like you know, it's re- it's been really an incredible amount of growth. Now the next step, of course, is you become a PC. We want you to continue to organize your community mm-hmm. that's that's the next step so to get to what we're coming up to we wanted an event where we could get all of our pcs trained to do what it would one would call direct voter outreach how do you talk to voters because when you talk to voters you have the chance to one change the narrative around what a democrat is most people here they only hear the Republican or the Fox News version of what a Democrat is. But when you actually meet one and you find out that we like we don't eat babies for dinner, we can right. be friendly, we actually care about the world we live in, it that in itself changes the narrative. I was I'm tangenting here, I hope I was on a street in Prescott Valley canvassing about two weeks ago and it was a little cul de sac in a new neighborhood. And of course like I could say four of the six houses at the cul-de-sac were Democrats. Each of them were like, yeah, there's no Democrats around here. <laughs> and, that and I was like, yeah. why did you just go across the street to that house or down two over there? And and I think that's the dilemma we have here in Yavapai County is that people, the the public space, you see the, you see the let's go Brandon, which is one of the stupidest messagings there are. And, all of that stuff is out in the public the space, oath, the and so 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 Democrats kind of pull back. Mm-hmm. And I think what we need to do is actually come out and connect with each other. Yeah, we were canvassing in Camp Verde a few years ago, and um, we opened the door. A woman was there. She had two kids and four dogs, and she said, "You're Democrats." Like you know, we dropped from <laughs> outer space, and she was a Democrat. She said. I, we're the only Democrats here. And I said, no, you, there's six Democrats in this block and a half block up there. People really don't know that there are other Democrats. And, Jay, back when I was here in 2004, we had this fight to get the news out that Kerry had actually won Sedona. 
people thought this was a Rep- Sedona was a Republican town with mm-hmm. a lot of Democrats. And what we showed them was that uh, Sedona was actually voting Democratic. But it was a surprise to people. People, you know, stopped, stopped. I had a yard sign and stopped and said, hey, you're, there are Democrats here. So it was a big surprise. So I suspect in these smaller communities, exactly what you're saying is still going on. Yeah, there's one area. There are parts of Prescott Valley that have had massive Democratic growth. And part of it is people moving in. But I think another part of it is, is that people have just gotten tired of the lies. They've gotten tired of the, uh, how do you say, you know, you're with us all the way or you're not with us at all. And so there's no dialogue on that side, and I think that burns some people out. And so I, I think that's I think that's true. I mean, you know, a, a lot of us are old enough to have grown up in an era era where we argued with Republicans about politics, about issues, about welfare, yeah. about but still in a Vietnam. friendly way without needing four letter words. And, yeah, 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 exactly. My grandfather was a Republican, and he would. If there was conflict in the in the larger family, he would sit everybody down at the dinner table and have a conversation. And I admired that. I thought, oh, this is a way to get people to understand each other. Like even as like 10 year old, I could see that. I don't see that in the Republican Party today. I don't it's see really the willingness towards dialogue. Don't you think, Karen? It's just, it, it's just not there anymore. That's um that's why we always encourage, encouraging, you know, it doesn't matter how conservative you are. If you're a Republican and you're sane and you're not part of the, the magna, magna craziness, get, in, get involved or stay, stay where you are. Look for good Republican candidates. I mean, you know, they may be too right wing for us to ever even consider. Well, the, but the issues that every, we used, everybody used to say they'd agreed on. You know, we talked last week with a guy about Social Security. That was the third rail in the past. No party of any party would talk about changes that would decrease Social Security or change it in Mm -hmm. in that kind of way. It just didn't talk about it in both parties. Everybody knew that everybody agreed that Social Security was good. And and I think if you went out, you know, you see poll after poll, the guy agrees that Social Security is good, that the social safety net is good, that public education is a great good. But the, elect, the elected Republicans don't want to sit down and discuss some and of these issues, even though their constituents, even on, on, even on more controversial issues, you know, like abortion, other issues, there's a lot of agreement among the people who say, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, but we, we you know, yeah, we sort of agree I, on this. I, I but think, the, uh, the elected you know, I think, leaders I don't. I think she's right. Yeah. I mean, even on abortion, which is the probably hottest issue but, a lot of times for a lot of people, is that is that the, the vast majority of people are not on one extreme or the other about abortion. They're just not. I have a sort of question for you, Jay. And you know, mm-hmm. one of the is a pub, running for go, a Republican for governor, right, Karen, has, is against Social Security, wants to privatize Social Security. So you hear that, and if you're an independent or a Republican, if somebody wants to privatize Social Security, and we saw what a disaster that was when they tried to do it back in the Bush administration. 2005. Why do you still vote Republican when you when their their policies will affect 
things like Medicare and Social Security, just fundamentals. When you when you get older, folks, you need these things. There's there's no real pensions out there hardly anymore. I mean, it's a brand, and it's also a type of it's a brand and an identity, and it's. I mean, we've had actually. We have a very strong solar advocate in our district, Lucy Mason. Mm-hmm. She used to be, she was an elected official here in the State House of Representatives. And she is still a Republican. But some of her policies or, or what she would do are, are very in align with Democratic values. I think it's hard for people like Lucy to step mm-hmm. outside of the confines of her party because it's been home and and it's kind of like in some ways like you stay with your family right or wrong and i think there is uh there has been manipulation Mm -hmm. of the republican party away from just being like fiscally conservative to what i would say are extremist policies that have taken advantage of this type of loyalty and it's a lot of it's invested with emotion. I don't know if either you read a book you know, seven or eight years ago, a book called Dying of Whiteness. And there's a uh, Vanderbilt University was studying issues with health care in the South. And I've forgotten which Kentucky, Tennessee, some of those states in one state had expanded Medicare coverage. Um, as part of the Obamacare, Obamacare and the other state had not. I've forgotten which was which. And he talked to some gentleman in the state where he was, guy had suffering from cancer. He couldn't get the treatment he needed because his state had not expanded access to Medicaid. But the guy was still a Republican and he was still, he was glad his state had not extended because those illegal aliens weren't getting health care, which they weren't anyway. And the fact that he was going to die didn't matter to him. If he had been living, you know, a hundred miles away in the next state over, he would have been able to get the cancer treatments he needed. But his, his emotional, he had been bought into an emotion that he needs. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. what we still see is yeah. this uh, attachment to Republican identity, even though the Republican mar- Party is skewed off to the far right. So that right now they're they're danger to American elections. This, this I, rhetoric I mean, and stuff is dangerous. I, they just accused uh, the county attorney candidate in Maricopa County, Julie Gunnigal, of being a Barbie Antifa. They call her Antifa Barbie, and I'm like, at what point did the Republican Party begin to think that being against fascism is wrong? Like, at what point? We're talking about, like, fascism, and they, they tend, they're, like, embracing fascism at this point. Taken a very small Antifa movement, which exists in places like Portland and Berkeley, and blown it into this national conspiracy filled with all kinds of people. It gives them an enemy. I mean, they remember they lost, you know, for much of my life, they had the Republic, I mean, the. Um, they had the Russians, they had the Soviet Union, they had communism. Right. <laughs> now, you know, we, now we still have problems with the Russian, but we don't have problems with communism. But that absolutism, the, the kind of extreme things that they propose, like um, attacking uh, uh, um, 
China's nuclear facilities with atomic bombs. I mean, there were all kinds of crazy proposals that they were stopped from doing. But it wasn't like now. And I think you're making a really good point about identity. I mean, they're just sticking with it. They're born Republicans. They're born Democrats or whatever. So many Democrats left, you know, particularly white rural Democrats left the party and became Republicans. And they've really adopted that identity. And so when you get someone as unethical and fundamentally non-Republicans like like, uh, Trump, they stay with the party and they walk in locksteps and they don't seem none of the stuff he seems to do seems to matter to them in detail. Well, it's it's come to the point where when you become a hypocrite about accountability, you lose your moral standing. And so then the only thing to do is to make it noisier. As yes. as soon as soon as people start to reflect and I, and I would say this I think it's very hard for some Republicans to take stock and to take account of what people are doing within their party. You're and so that it's, personally as well as sort of as a political party. Yeah, I think I think I think hard. it's easier for them to keep hearing the noise and to keep the emotional attachment because if they become reflective, they have a lot of accountability to take to to deal with but i mean you see it happening like Stephen richer bill gates some of the other maricopa county supervisors they stood up against karen franz fraud or karen fans fraud invest audit investigation called the frauded and they're paying the price but i think maricopa county still has enough of like enough moderate republicans who have ethics that there is a split. There's a split between like the big lie Republicans and you could say the pro-democracy Republicans, the people who value elections. And isn't that some of also is that when you talk about county ele- level elections, even though they are partisan, you have to declare a party or you run as an independent, that people look at the issues differently. You know, so somebody can, can justify voting for a moderate Republican or a Democrat because they have, they're talking about the issues that matter to you. They're talking about the road outside your house or the, the county hospital system or they're talking about something that matters to you on a very local level so you can do that while at the same time voting for a Republican on the national side who's totally opposed to those issues. Like this. You can make that, somehow people can make that divide and don't realize that that person who's talking about fixing your roads or improving the county hospital system or anything like that on your local level is exactly the kind of person you really want to have on the mm-hmm. national level doing those same things writ large. We're talking with, with Jay Ruby, who's... Uh What's your title for that? I'm the my official title is that I'm the events chair at the Avapai County Democratic Party. But you're doing a lot of the outreach for the Avapai Democratic Party. Well, events is one of the fundamental ways to do outreach, and and I mean the thing that I want to talk about is the Rural Action Summit on June 11th. Okay, well, let's talk which about is, that. Which is to train people to do direct voter outreach, and we're we have workshops. Um, we have interactive workshops about inspiring participation, cultivating dialogue. Like when you go to a door and you talk to a voter, how do you start? Then we have a workshop on message discipline. How do you 
stay on message. And, you know, it isn't always best to stay and talk for 45 minutes at a door with someone who aligns with your values. You need to be judicious. There's X amount of time. Um, additionally, like, and we have people coming in, um, I'll be co-facilitating a workshop with Ian Hamp, who's been doing research on canvassing. Uh, Carrie Hall will be co-facilitating a workshop with Kathy Sigmund from Civic Engagement Beyond Voting on how do you bump people up to the next level? How do you get them involved to turn interest into a movement? Nikki Indikovich will be doing a workshop with Rachel Clausen from the Latter-day Saint Democrats. There is a group of Mormon Democrats in Arizona, and they will be talking about message discipline because you need to know how to talk to different groups to bring them into a big tent party like ours. All this will be happening in the morning with breakout sessions. We'll also have state party chair or state, yeah, Raquel Tehran, uh, who's the state party chair on hand to, to deliver a message, to deliver a speech. And then in the afternoon, we have some of our statewide candidates who are not in competitive primaries talking to us from the podium as if they're knocking on our door, delivering their message to rural Arizonans. And I think this is really important because a lot of the Maricopa County folks, it's different out here. How you talk, how, how you connect with the rural voter is different. And we need, for this election in 2022, we need four things to happen. We need to make sure that our rural voters show up. We need to make sure that the, the indigenous population of particularly northeastern Arizona, which is our congressional district, shows up. We need urban communities of color to show up, and we need to keep the suburban moms on our side. Those are the four things that we really have to have happen. And our responsibility as a county party is to make sure the rural Democrats show up. So we'll have the statewide candidates there sharing their message. Then we will actually do praxis. We're going to go out and canvas with the statewide candidates in Prescott. There will also be phone banking for people who, who don't want to walk, and that's understandable. And we'll come back. And we'll kind of show how to put all of that on social media so that your actions as a canvasser get amplified to attract more. And I don't know if it's going to happen, but we might then actually, well, we're going to have a party at Van Gogh's Ear Gallery afterwards. And it is likely that it's the same day that March for, it seems now there's like one big demonstration every month. It was a month because everything is under so much. Election we're, we're a traumatized yeah. nation right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think March for Our Lives has things planned, and if there's something in Prescott, we'll try to coordinate with that on the 11th of June. But I want to invite people to come. Uh, it's for progressive organizers, democratic activists, but it's also for just people who want to volunteer yeah. and learn. So this is meant to be a like a hands-on, come and learn how to actually do something. It's not just listen to people uh, give a present, a PowerPoint presentation or candidate speak. This is meant to yeah. give you a chance this to is, practice this and is, talk to other people doing talk to people, the persons who are also going out and knocking on doors, the other regular people we're, who are doing this. So now. We're horizontalizing the action, <laughs> meaning get people involved. And, it, I mean, there will be a couple of, like, one person speaking, everybody's yeah. watching, but we're doing breakout sessions so we can listen to people as much as we're talking. We can make sure that people recognize, oh, this person has experience. Go have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them. Learn from the people you're around and then go out and do. 
That's how you build a movement. That sounds very good, Jay, because I know that, that, that people, particularly when you agree with people, you, you turn off sometimes when, if you have to listen to long presentations of, of opinions that you agree with. Uh, and I think, you know, some people get sort of burnt out. So this is going to be taking place in Prescott. Pres- at Mile High Middle School. And this, and this is Mile designed for anybody School. from anywhere in the state. This is not time? just rural residents. This is right. everybody should, everybody across the state, because this will go out on our, we'll have a this. Yeah, and then we have some different, that, side, like civic it. engagement beyond voting is helping yeah. to sponsor it. Prescott Indivisible, uh, that Indivisible Northern Arizona. We have the, the LDS Democrats. There are people coming from Apache County, from Mojave County, from Pinal, um, from Pima. It is also a chance for us to kind of, I think when people get together and learn from each other, that is one of the most potent ways for us to move forward. And we haven't been able to do it much because of the pandemic. And just to say, we are, we recognize that there's a little bit of a spike right now with COVID. The rooms we're gathering in are quite big rooms. It'll be possible to social distance. We're encouraging indoor mask use. We have a free lunch for people who sign up, and we'll be eating lunch outside so as to be able to, like, minimize the chance of COVID so transmission. So what time does it start? What are the, what are the hours? Registration's at 9 a.m., and you can go to yavdem.org, Y-A-V-D-E-M.org, and then there'll be a little tab at the top that says Rural Action Summit. You click there, and you can go down and register. This is at Mile High Middle School, right? Mile High Which Middle School. Which is right downtown Prescott. It's right in and downtown Prescott. There's parking there in the school. It'll be easy. And I don't know if, if you've ever been to Mile High Middle School. It was made during the New Deal. Like You can see the yeah. WPA things. Yeah. And it's a beautiful school. It was like, it's got nice facilities. It shows... Yeah, the, the auditorium will be in the auditorium. Mm-hmm. It seats 900. That's why we'll have we'll have some space to social distance in there. It's really it's going to be a nice day, and it is right by one of the creeks in Prescott, which probably won't be flowing, but it does keep it a little bit. Cooler. Where can you find the information again? Why don't you give us the Yav, yavdem dot org y a v d e m dot org. Look for the tab Rural Action Summit. And probably even if you Google Rural Action Summit Prescott, it will come up that it way. It will probably come the, up that way, website. yeah. And this is something for people because at this, like I said, we need everybody to do something. So this is a chance to come and to find out all the things you can do. Yeah. You know, there's knocking on doors. There's text mex- messaging. Text banking. There's phone, phone banking, banking. There's behind-the-scenes work that can be done. Social media work, yeah. All kinds of things. So there's something for that everybody can do to help this November even if you do not want to actually go out and walk and knock on somebody's door, there's all kinds of other ways to help. And I think it's important to remember, this isn't just about this November. This is, this is about building a movement of democratic values, restoring democracy, protecting democracy, by becoming active with our broader democratic community, we can help to move and shape the direction of this country, whether that's in a local school board race or the state legislature, which is also important, or making sure Tom O'Halloran remains our congressman. Like, these are all things that that are important. And so it's like building a movement is bigger than an election cycle. Right. And I think that that's that's the thing Democrats have been weaker on. Not weak, but weaker on, is is building a long-term movement. We, we've done it. We've spent years doing it. But still too much of the effort is one election cycle after another. And we, we need to get, uh, and I think the 
the boat door and, and the Avapai Democrats have been doing a great job of keeping people involved mm-hmm. in the off election year. And we spent a lot of time. There are the no off years of, anymore. <laughs> yeah. We spent a lot of time in the early days of door of, you know, opening an office and closing it as soon as the election was over, opening it again and closing it. Now they have a, actually have a permanent office with materials, mm-hmm. with people there. They're, right now it's three days a week, you know, 11 to 3. But that will expand as we get closer to the election. I sometimes wish, Jay, that, that we didn't have an important election coming up, that we had to do stuff. <laughs> but, but, you know, we defeat Trump, and then we've got we've got – the real danger of these big lie about the election is still reverberating, still going all around. And, and we need to stay active. There's no time. Um, every time we think about, you know, sort of closing down democratic perspective, another, another problem <laughs> comes along and we can't do it. I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit uh, before Trump got elected. And then once he, Trump was elected, well, we're not going anywhere. We're staying on yeah. air. And well, and it's just to remind people on things like this that there's all that the the national news may make you depressed, um, make you feel there's no you know you can't change the the direction nationally. But there's a lot of things people can do locally. And in Arizona, it's reminding people once again the Arizona legislature is close to fifty fifty. It only needs a couple of seats to flip. There's absolutely no reason electorally why. Any or all of the Democrats running for statewide office could not get elected. The other thing I, and it, so it, even mm-hmm. if you are sitting in a legislative district like ours in LD1 or Mojave County or some of these other places where your state representatives, you may not be able to change and elect a Democrat, but other parts of the state can flip a seat to Democratic. Yeah. And we can elect a Democratic governor or attorney general. We elected two uh, we elected, you know, Kathy Hoffman last time. We elected a Katie corporation committee. We elected, co- we've elected co- several corporation commissioners. We've got corporation commission coming up. We have a lot yeah. of things there where it's proven and that Democrats can win statewide today in the era of Trump. And I, I just like to remind people we have had in the state legislature decades of one-party rule, mm-hmm. and absolute power corrupts absolutely, which is why. The, the current party in power in the state legislature, they don't even listen to proposals from the other yeah. side. No. They may have a one-vote majority, but they act as if there was not a single yeah, Democrat elected right. down there right now. And, and, they, they can't that, agree. The Republicans can't agree on the budget, so no one's discussing it at all. The, yeah, they, 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 refuse, they refuse to look at anything beyond <laughs> their, their clique. Yeah. And and that is deadly for democracy. They 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 really have just they're just one one up uh, a lot yeah. of times, and they pass more and more extreme legislation as if they had they a massive majority, <laughs> as if they had a yeah. super majority. Uh, shocking. I will say uh, to Jay that that if you if you're feeling folks, if you're feeling um, like you can't do anything and feeling depressed about politics. The one thing that will really make you feel better, 
and feel engaged, even if your candidates lose, because you're working for the party long term, is to get out and get involved. I tell you, the minute you actually do something, even if it's a small amount of something, Mm -hmm. you will feel a lot better. You'll feel empowered. Nobody has to preach to you about being empowered or anything like that. It's just going to happen. So if you get involved, you're going to have a positive experience, even if... You know, even if we lose, you, well, it lightens you up. Being able to connect with people, mm-hmm. to discuss issues, and to to take people out of a sense of isolation. Yeah, like I said, when I knocked on these four doors yeah. in this cul-de-sac, they, they were all enthusiastic that I was out there, and, and they didn't even realize that their it, neighbors it, agreed it, with yeah, them. Yeah, and it creates a type of pause. Yeah. Like I say, it creates a, a, a movement. And that's what we need to do. And, and we, we encouraged uh, years ago uh, door and organizing in just the kind of areas you're talking about. Not just keeping knocking on doors in Sedona, but go down to Camp Verde. And mm-hmm. I know that, uh, you know, some of those areas are, you know, you've got pretty people. We, we were knocking in Camp yeah. Verde less than two weeks ago. It's yeah. awesome to knock on doors in Camp Verde. Oh. Because there are a lot of Democrats there, and there are a lot of Democrats, as you said earlier, that don't know that there are other Democrats around. The other thing I think about what you're, you're saying is that you'll feel empowered once you put your foot out and do something. The other thing is that you'll connect up with other people however, that you, however that you small, don't know. That or, I think that that's yeah, a real yeah. positive thing. It's really energizing. It makes you feel more connected with everything to get out and and, and talk to, to people who more or less agree with you. When I drive through Cordes and Dewey now, I think of the people that I've met there. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. doesn't. I might see the the crazy flags flying in front of the the business, but I think about the people that I've met, and that little change in mentality actually mm-hmm. goes a long way because you build relationships yeah. with, like we have a really good group in Dewey that's organized now yeah. and that the, this is the thing is like it percolates out as you feed energy into it and it so, gives you the chance to learn about things even if you feel you yourself cannot do something mm-hmm. it's it gives you other people you can support who are doing those things you know it's just the support by you know just encouragement and thanks, and, and the, let alone writing a check to some organization. But it, it, even if you say, I, you know, I can't for some reason do this right now, but to find that other people are out there doing it, there's people you can just call up and talk to and encourage. Yeah, exactly. And those people who are knocking on doors, they like to know that there's people mm-hmm. in their own communities who so, they may not join them door knocking, but are supporting them yeah. and are willing, you know, are glad they're so out there. How is the Yavapai party doing? You, you guys are very active. We're grow. I mean, like I say, our PC network has grown okay um our regular events we have we try to meet every second sunday we won't in june because the rural action summit is on the second saturday mm-hmm. and we are going to it's like it's just a big weekend um and then in in july our second sunday will actually be our picnic at watson lake which you're all invited to which that's a July? That's July I knew that's, that's July in the 10th, summertime. Yeah. I actually looked in the way, couldn't find something and in the website. The now. other thing we do is every okay. third Thursday, we keep, we're keeping a regular Zoom meeting, and our last Zoom meeting was wonderful. We had the mayor of Clarkdale, Prescott City Council person, Supervisor Michaels, our LD candidates, discussing what would a regional water plan yeah. for Yavapai County look like. And there's been a huge divide because Prescott has an active management area. The Verde Valley doesn't. But 
the Verde Valley, the Verde River exists from the Big Chino Aquifer. Yeah. We need a regional water plan. And it was great to have these different voices on mm-hmm. from local government talking about ways to move towards this. And that was also the, the, you know, the bumper, slip sticker, bumper sticker slogan, you know, think globally, act locally, was that we all know there's a water shortage in the West as a big picture. In the drought, you see pictures of Lake Mead and Lake Powell, but that was a great meeting because you got people locally talking about down the, on the local county sort of and more level, there are things that people are doing. There's people talking to each other, trying to develop plans, and it's that same idea of, of act locally. So, so <laughs> let's, great. let's talk about when this meeting is again, when, where? June, June 11th. Saturday. Saturday, June 11th. At Mile High Middle School in Prescott, Arizona, it's the Rural Action Summit. And like I said, we will have interactive workshops, cultivating dialogue, inspiring participation, message discipline. We'll have a keynote from the state party chair, Raquel Tehran. Our statewide candidates will be there. That includes Chris Mays for attorney general, Martin Cazada for state treasurer, Lauren Kuby for Corporation Commission, and Kathy Hoffman for Superintendent of Public Instruction. That's a chance. I think just the chance to hear all of those people is actually a good afternoon. Like you'll get to hear some of our our our, our elected Democrats and to hear like their state their their pitch to rural Arizonans for for their candidacy. Also, you know, the thing I found when I first started getting involved in Arizona politics is you can really go and talk to people. <laughs> you can talk to your elected representative. You know, I think you'll find they're a friendly, intelligent bunch and you can actually just go up and talk to them if you want to. Uh, and the same way with the party leadership is that you can actually just talk to them. It's not like there's people think there's this I don't know what you would even well, call it, this like gap between them and they and I think you'll find there I mean there's people and I see them on Facebook and they critique oh the corporate Democrats and I'm like I don't know what Democrats you're talking about because yeah. every Democrat I know in Arizona <laughs> is pretty down to earth will come and visit you and talk to you and be straight up about what they're doing. It's the, and that's why I say we have to define ourselves through our interactions because otherwise that myth that is out there, and I'm going to call it a myth and not in a good way. I love myths like Joseph Campbell's, but this idea that Democrats are like distant corporate controlled puppets, it's a joke. It's, it's really not a joke. true. It's, it's, it's utterly not true. It's, it's, it might be true it's, somewhere, but it's, it's certainly not it's true. It's part of the here. propaganda to disengage people yeah. from grassroots activity. Yeah, somebody said, yeah, you have to hold your nose to vote for Democratic candidates. And I said, no, you don't. I mean, there's, yeah. honestly, I've interviewed almost everybody running for, for in the office over the past 11 yeah. years. And with a couple exceptions, they're all nice people. They're actually nicer than I am, you know, and, and some, a lot well, of them are the, smarter the, than the I am. The difference we have on, on people always thinking that politics is the president's and the presidential race. And forgetting that that politics and the people that affect your day-to-day life are the people way down the ballot, the people in the state legislature, the people at the Corporation Commission who are the ones who will determine your utility costs. Solar energy, yeah. And and I like to say across the ballot, it's that vertical vertical to horizontal. So we need need to remember those people and talk to them. As we wind up, tell tell folks again about those. This is on Saturday, Saturday, June 11th, 12 days from now. It's coming up fast. Prescott, Arizona, Mile High Middle School, and it is the Rural Action Summit. You can go to yavdem.org for more details, and you can register there. 
And if you register, you get a free Yavdem T-shirt along with a tote bag that says Vote Blue in 2022. Oh, that's That should be a a really great event. Unfortunately, I'm really sorry. I've got a a different conference I have to be at that day. But but I'm really sorry that it happened to be... on the same a day. A lunch? Yeah. You get lunch. There is a lunch. There's a, good, there's a, there's a free lunch. Free, free lunch, folks. Yeah, we're free lunch Democrats. <laughs> no nickel beer, I think. No. Well, we've got one minute left. I, I want to thank uh, Jay for coming over. Uh, well, thank you for we, having me, Steve. Help us stay Karen. in contact with what's happening on the other side of the mountain over in Prescott and Prescott Valley and stuff. Because we do care uh, uh, about what's going on there. And I think in Sedona, we sometimes get a little Sedona-oriented or Birdie Valley-oriented or oriented toward Flagstaff. And we don't think enough about being in Yavapai County. Two-thirds of Sedona is in Yavapai, one-third is in Coconino. Yeah, but all of us in LD1 now. Yeah, Yeah, we're we're pretty much all in the same legislative district. We're pretty much now all in the same congressional district with a few little exceptions. But that, you know, so we're, you know. So we're we're not telling you it's going to be easy to to win any of these races, but we're going to really try. I think you'll feel really empowered and really good if you go to this, this kind of thing where you see and meet people. been listening to Democratic Perspective, brought to you by the Verde Valley Independent Democrats, a weekly talk show focusing on the political issues facing the Verde Valley, Sedona, Northern Arizona, and our nation at large. Catch us every Monday morning after the 8 a.m. news, right here on AM 780 KAZM. It's beautiful out there, folks. Have a great day. Hi, this is Dave Pash, voice of the Arizona Cardinals. And you're listening to the Northern Arizona Voice of the Cardinals, KAZM Sedona.